Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people, the podcast. The podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Life can hit you at any given moment. Listen up, people. Here's the reality. We are all living this life. Let me tell you something that I've learned, you know, the more mature I become as a believer in the faith and just as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can remember being, like, in high school and college. Like, in high school, I was more so silly. In college, I kind of got a little on the arrogant side, if you want me to be real. I kind of became a little popular, and, like, it was a different swag for me in college. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being real with y'all right now. Um, The more mature you become as a believer and you begin to kind of understand um, God's word and just life in general, your mind changes on things. And what I mean is like, you no longer really have time to be about a whole bunch of superficial stuff when you live in real life. Like when you going through real things, you're not really worried about trying to swag out on people. You're not worried about trying to stun on people. You're not worried about what people think about you. And what I realized like for me, it's like, it's weird because there's some, there's like somewhat of a freedom that comes with that maturity of understanding life. But kind of like my favorite Bible scripture, Ecclesiastes 1 and 18, it says with much wisdom comes much grief. And so it's a weird thing. The more wise you become and you have this perspective, it's a great thing and a beautiful feeling. But at the same time, you begin to kind of carry the weight of the knowledge that you now have. So why am I like waxing poetically right now and being super deep? Um, let me just like get to the point. Um, lightning struck your boy's yard this week. Like, like, listen, okay, Sunday after church, I had to preach Sunday. And on the times that I have to speak in church, like for me, um, I get it's like super tiring. So those are the Sundays that I'm not really trying to do nothing. I really just want to go home and chill. So we came home, went to sleep kind of early, uh, woke up Monday morning, looked out the window, and it's a whole tree in the front yard fell between, like, our house. It didn't hit nothing. Like, thank God it was a big tree, but it didn't hit, like, nobody's crib. Like, it was good. You know what I'm saying? It's just the fact that now you got this broken, huge tree. That's now kind of serving as like um, a tourist attraction, like a site, like the Grand Canyon, Mount Rushmore. Like now everyone that's driving through the neighborhood this morning going to work is like looking at your crib like, uh. And the weird thing about it, y'all, is like, okay, there's this moment of, oh, what we supposed to do? 
Like, if you would have saw me in Tiff face, there's like a moment of helplessness when something hits you that you weren't expecting. It's like just that one, that, that five seconds of like, hmm, how you get rid of a tree? Like, and then the other thing that's weird is that as people are driving by looking, you feel like you did something wrong. Like, in reality, bro, it like, I didn't go outside and climb the tree and knock it in my front yard. So I don't know why y'all looking at me like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like this weird, like, people driving slow and just looking like, mm, mm, mm. that don't make no, no sense. No, no. Anyway, so at first we was just thinking like, oh, the wind kind of blew and like, I don't know, like maybe it was a storm while we were asleep, you know, whatever, whatever. So fast forward, I'm kicking it. Now, this is two days later. And don't ask me why the tree is still in the yard two days later. It ain't my fault. It's mostly because these companies like you call companies they got on their website, 24 hour emergency tree service. Um. Yeah, when can y'all come? Yeah, give us about two days, three days. Like, bro, the the advertisement said emergency 24 hours. I guess they think it's like, look, bro, uh, this ain't much of an emergency. You just got a huge tree in your front yard. So anyway, a couple days later, one of my neighbors, she like, yeah, um, we were, you know, in the back, had some people over in the middle of the day on Sunday. She's like. And this huge, crazy storm came out of nowhere. And, like, we ran into the back and boom, like, lightning, thunder. Like, they heard it. They didn't see it. And she like, yo, it was like, it was real quick. But the lightning hit, thunder, bop, 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 bop. We came back outside, tree in the front yard. So here's the crazy thing. When me and Tiff were looking at the tree the next morning, it was like this huge, like, burn mark in the middle of the tree. But we didn't know it was a burn mark, though. You get what I'm saying? We thought, like, the tree had rotted or something. So we like, dang, like, that's how we living? Like, we out here with rotten trees? Like, for real, for real? You living foul like that? And we looking at each other like, like, we did something. What's up with this look that everybody's giving other people about this tree? Like, she looking at me like, uh, the tree rotted. And it's just like this, look, like, mm, you dirty. Like, no, nah, bro, I ain't do nothing. Like, I don't know this tree. You get what I'm saying? It was here when I got here. But anyway, then we then start putting two and two together after I talked to this neighbor. And I'm like, yo, lightning struck our tree. That's where the mark came from. It wasn't rotted. The tree ain't nasty, dirty, trifling tree. The tree is a clean, upstanding tree. And the lightning hit that boy, split it in half. Bam, now I got a tree in the front of my yard. What I started thinking about after that is, yo, this is out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking about it. This is the last thing I was thinking about. Honestly, I had looked at this tree and felt like, uh, maybe in some years, this is going to be like too close to my house for comfort. And Maybe we do want to knock this tree down or whatever, but man, I ain't never knocked. Like, there's certain stuff when you from the hood, I'm just being real with y'all, okay? When you from the hood, you just take the hood as it is. You know what I'm saying? You don't go in there trying to rearrange stuff, trying to knock down trees, trying to add trees or whatever. And y'all just got to understand, for people who grew up in the inner city, I'm from Detroit. Listen, 
Every tree in my neighborhood is the same tree that was always there. If I drive back in the neighborhood right now that I grew up in, I'm willing to bet, even though I don't bet, all types of money, that it's the same trees from when I was a kid. See, that's the type of consistency you could depend on in the hood. These are the same trees. You go to other places in the world, suburban areas, you know, gentrified areas, all that type of stuff. You get the driving through and you're like, oh, they plant trees. And then it started making me think about the trees I grew up with. Like, oh, at some point, somebody probably planted some of these trees. I get it. A tree is like a big flower. So anyway, then your mind go all these places. Don't judge me, okay? What I'm trying to tell you is that even though I was thinking about sometime in the future maybe getting rid of the tree, I can't promise that it was going to happen because I ain't know how. I mean, look, I don't know how much it costs to remove a tree. I ain't never did it before. But here's the crazy thing about it. It was something I was already thinking about doing. And sometimes life has a way of fast forwarding things that you were delaying. It's like, yeah, I'm about to get this right. I'm about to do this one day in the future, 20 years from now. God, like, uh, no, we're going to hit the lightning you know, right at uh, right at your crib, bro. I'm like, OK, first of all, I don't know what the Lord was trying to say in this situation. I've been thinking about this for a few days. Like, uh, that was you, though, God. Like, I can't really just blame the lightning like the lightning did it on his own. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, like, what's <laughs> What you trying to say to your boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. All those times, like, growing up as a kid when you like, uh, such and such. If I'm lying, strike me down. Nah, like the Lord letting me know it's kind of possible, even though, thank God, I wasn't home. I'm trying to figure out, Lord, what were you trying to say to me by blasting a bolt of lightning on this tree in my front yard? But we'll, you know, I'll be praying and kicking it with you about that a little later. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, in this life, you have to be prepared, you know, for things that you can't foresee. And preparation is really in in multiple ways. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like being agile, being prepared to react. And and what I thank God for, you know, number one, it could have been worse. Like the tree could have fell a different way, hit the house. Like it could have been all type of crazy stuff. So number one, I thank God. Like there are some times that we go through things in life and they're minute, like they're really minor things. But because we want life to go 100 percent the way we want it to go, like whenever we get off track, we just lose everything. Like, oh, my God, I can't do this. And it's like, no, like sometimes you can hold your composure. You know what I'm saying? Like and and, kind of have the perspective like, yo, this is bad. This is unexpected, but it could have been way worse. And on top of that, I'm prepared to take care of it. Like, it, like we got everything we need. Like, you called a couple people, come out, get a quote. Like, we could do that. Like, let's get rid of the tree. And then the dope thing about it is that we have kind of what we already wanted in the first place, where this tree is gone and we don't have to worry about in the future this tree magically, you know, falling on our house. So it's like the Lord, maybe he struck the lightning to, like to just clear the air. Like, come on, man, stop worrying about that thing that you hold on to. You know what I'm saying? Or you haven't given the right attention to get rid of. I'm going to go ahead and just strike a lightning bolt on it so you can get rid of it. What if God started doing that with everything though? Could y'all imagine it? Y'all the ones out here that's in these relationships that ain't no good. You walking with your little boyfriend, hot mama. 
Y'all walking down the street just having a good old time. Oh, how you doing? I'm having a good old time. You walking down the street holding hands, and God just sent a lightning bolt to that joker. Man, you just from Crispy. He get the burn mark that the tree had and everything, split him in half. Oh, you going to have those 10 seconds that we had after that tree got hit. You going to have that moment. You going to look, and you going to be like, hmm. How do you, like, what do you do when you walking with a person and they just get split in half by lightning? Who do you call? So you're going to have that moment. Then you're going to have a moment where people are driving by on the road and they looking at you, hot mama. They looking at you like, mm, mm, mm. She don't, mm, that don't make no sense. She don't know what she doing. Like, they looking at you like, you just like, look, I'm just walking with my man God. God got rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know how it is. This is a lot of stuff we out here doing. We ain't got no business doing. And I won't. No, I ain't going to say that. Lord, don't just get to striking us like that. That'd be a whole different type of epidemic in this world that we ain't ready for. What I'm saying is be prepared. Clear the air before God clears it for you. You know what I'm saying? I should have got rid of that tree a long time ago. All right. But anyway, now that the tree is going to be gone, let's take a quick break and jump into the J. Will music song of the day. I got to be real with y'all. This song has been on my mind all week. Like, there have actually been, like, times in prayer this week that I just, like, stopped the middle of the prayer and started, like, rapping the hook to the song. Is that weird? That's probably super weird. I probably shouldn't have said that. But this song, for whatever reason, is so dear to my heart. I told y'all before, anytime you hear the word faith in my music. So, look, every single album, I have a song about faith. Every single album. If you go all the way back to 2011, it was called Faith. The 2012 song was called Ultrasound. Uh, I don't know what the next album was. Let's not even get into all that. Um, I don't know why I walked down that path. But the Faith song on this album is called, what is it called? This Far. And anytime you hear the word faith, I'm both talking about faith and I'm also talking about um, what I'm having faith for. You know what I'm saying? For those of y'all who are following the journey. so. This song is called This Far by me, J. Will Music. You can pick up this song on my album entitled God Knows My Art. That released in 2017. This is like number six, I think, on that album. Yeah, number six. Let's go with that. But you can pick it up on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play Music, any of that. Just search J. Will Music, J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. It's called This Far. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about Kodak and nosy neighbors. Let's do it. That's everything you need right there. So, feel like I'm a kid outside playing or something. Mm-hmm. We made it this far uh, by faith. He took us this far uh, by faith. Couldn't fake it this far uh, by faith. Couldn't see this far. But yeah, we made it by faith. It's got me thinking about my whole life far, right here, man. Uh, by faith, he everything took us this I've been far. through. Uh, by faith, couldn't fake it so this thank far. God I'm still uh, here, man. By faith, thank God I made it this far. This far but uh, we made it by yeah, faith. I couldn't see this far. Nobody ever told me it would be this hard. Guess I was thinking piece of cake, German chocolate, red velvet, straight from the reception. But the slice I got was humble pie. Uh, just one slice of that to get your life on track. We all lose focus sometimes. Welcome back, thank God for the bounce back. Uh, why would I doubt when he's already done it? No, no way, no way. I live in the future, we already want it. Uh, ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. 
Don't lose faith now you come this far one time for the one time I was that kid standing in the free lunch line Broken home, got some brothers on my one side And some sisters on my other side I used to fantasize about us getting together one time And then we got together one time we made it this yeah. far, uh, by faith He took us this far, uh, by faith Couldn't fake it this far, uh, by faith Couldn't see this far, but we made it by faith We made it this far, uh, by faith, he took us this far. Uh, by faith, couldn't fake it this far. Uh, by faith, couldn't see this far, but we made it by faith. Yeah, we work too hard to fake it. Bring home all the bacon, turkey bacon. Though we don't eat pork, that raises pressure. Uh, a couple headaches make you learn your lesson. Health is wealth, and wealth is such a blessing. Internal investments. I'm trying to show you where my intellect is. That's why I'm speaking with this introspection. Like if I go where they go, will I grow? Was I created to lead or to follow? I create my own path, inspired by the word of God. If words are the paint, I guess I'm painting with the art of God. God knows my art. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world i guess it makes sense because god knows himself god knows jesus jesus saved me and hung my art on the wall like i'm vincent van gogh 100 years ahead of my time but i won't look back because i know that i made it this far by faith he took us this far by faith couldn't fake it this far by faith couldn't see this far but we made it by faith we made it this far by faith, he took us this far. By faith, couldn't fake it this far. By faith, couldn't see this far, but we made it by faith. We come this far by faith. Leaning on the Lord. Trusting in His holy word. It's the name of Jesus, man. He's never failed. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, say it with me, y'all. We come this far by faith. Leaning on the Lord. Trusting in His holy word. He's never failed me yet. He's never failed. He's never failed me yet. He's you just heard this far by J. Will Music from my project entitled God Knows My Art. Look, man, I don't know if y'all understand for real, like what these songs mean to me. These songs are literally the soundtrack to my life. I've had people ask me like throughout the years, like what keeps you going? Like, you know, I think I have like seven projects out, uh, solo projects in the last eight years. So, um, and people are like, like what drives you to do it and stuff. And it's, it's because of what it means to me. Like the thing is, I don't want to be a star. Like I'm not trying to be a rap star or an artist that you see on award shows or tries to be at all these superficial places. My music for me is literally about my real life. That's why I say inspiration is greater than entertainment because I'm actually trying to use real life to inspire people. 
not just entertain them. And so it's like, even for me, like when I hear these songs, that's why I can break out into that song in a prayer is because of what it literally means. I think sometimes as artists, we could get kind of like confused about why we're doing music. Like, are you doing music? And this really could relate beyond an artist, right? You could be an entrepreneur, like any type of entrepreneur, and you're trying to figure out what's driving me. Do I want to be liked by people? And let's just be real. We know that people liking what you do is a part of it because you're selling something. Like, okay, I want y'all to download my music. That means you have to like it. But when I'm creating the music, I'm literally not thinking about, like, how much this person is going to like this. Like, that's not driving me. I start thinking about people liking it once I'm packaging it up and like, you know, uploading it and designing album covers and presenting it to you or doing music videos and things like that. That's when those thoughts start entering my mind um, for the most part. You know what I mean? But like, seriously, these songs I'm preparing, like I'm, I'm writing when you think about, okay, this is a thought I've had. Think about if the biblical writers weren't inspired to write. If they didn't use their gift to write, we literally wouldn't have the Bible. And so I know that what I'm doing isn't the Bible, but I take just the concept of that and say like, okay, if I don't write music, if I don't create and produce music, what is someone in the future not going to get? You get what I'm saying? And so we got to see beyond our right now. And I thank God for the ability to see beyond right now. And that's part of preparation. Like, and you think about all this, you know, preparing for lightning to strike and like things that are unexpected. It's like, I'm trying to prepare for that. I don't know what these songs are going to mean in 15 years. I don't know what it's going to mean when the Lord blesses me and my wife with children and my kids go back and become old enough to start digging through my music and listening to the stories that I'm telling because each album builds up into the next. It's telling a overall story. I don't even know where the story is completely going. I don't always have it figured figured out. I'm just living life. And my point is, I want you to be inspired as a creator. In the beginning, God created. You get what I'm saying? First five words of the Bible. I say it all the time. And so as creators, we can't take that gift lightly. We can't become consumed, especially as Christian creators, like with just trying to do splashy things, trying to get clickbait and people listen to it today and you know oh that's why you don't hear me doing a lot of like um trending topics or news on this show because news dies out in a certain cycle right like my show is just like my music i'm i'm trying to build something that people can go back to i'm like trying to prepare for a time and i'm not saying you don't need it now but I'm seeing beyond right now. And I'm saying in three to five years with the way that the world is going, could somebody uncover and discover, inspire God's people and it changed their life in three years? Not just today. Can it get you excited? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be success, man. That's my superhero name. Success, man. What's my superpower? To deposit money into my account. Life is bigger than money and it's bigger than today. We have to be prepared for things to come. Watch and pray, right? Don't make me get spiritual and deep. I ain't pulled out the Bible yet on this episode. I will do it. I was really just trying to kick it with y'all today, so don't do that to me. So anyway, um, let's 
Move along. Yeah. Y'all know I love that. Yeah. I don't know why people did. Why did they end songs like that back in the day? Shooby doo wop doo wop da. Yeah. 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 Whoever yeah. came up with that probably was feeling they said. They like, ooh, look at Charles. Charles is the yeah man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk a little yeah. bit, you know, about Kodak. And honestly, I'm being real with y'all. I don't remember if we talked about Kodak on this show before, but this is going to be brief anyway. And I know we didn't talk about it from this perspective. But, you know, the whole term, a Kodak moment, right? Um, this company used to be the leading, you know, film comp company in the world. Like, everybody had a Kodak camera. I used to work... <laughs> Um, when I was 18 years old, I worked at Kmart and I worked in the photo department, one hour photo. So I was the guy that you come to and I develop your photos. When you had your little disposable Kodak camera, you come there, one hour photo, drop off the film. I like, you know, put it through the little process and do that. That was, you know, one of the jobs I had as a teenager and I worked in the affluent area. So it was kind of cool because I would get like. People from TV coming in there, like news people and sports caster type people um, in the area I lived in. So it was kind of cool. So I was developing all type of pictures. And, you know, every now and then, you know, um, you know, peek at the pictures I'm developing. That's a weird thing about one hour photo. You take your pictures to a stranger like myself and I develop all your photos. And I'm looking like, oh, they had a good little weekend, didn't they? Uh, with your sin and self, you ain't saved at all. But anyway, Kodak camera, Kodak films, whatever they were called, Kodak. Let's just stick with Kodak. Stick with what we know, brother, so I don't have to do no research. Very minimal research is what's happening right now. I'm telling y'all just, you know, things that I've studied throughout the years. But I was always intrigued with Kodak because I asked myself, how is it that the number one film company in the world isn't super popular and super rich today when film is all around us. Or not film, but photography, I'm sorry, is all around us. And, and that keyword film is actually, you know, where their lack of preparation was. Kodak was not able to adjust and adapt to people going from film photography to digital photography, right? They weren't prepared for the change. But I'm going to tell you as we talk about preparation, here's the crazy thing about it. Um, Steve Sasson is the guy's name. In 1975, he created or invented the first digital camera. And guess what? He was an engineer for Kodak. He worked for Kodak and created the digital camera in 1975. And he took it to his management. And their whole mindset was like, yeah, that's cute, but don't tell nobody about it. Because Kodak was focused on film and not focused on the bigger picture of photography. And here's the crazy thing. In order to be prepared in this life, you have to stop being so consumed with the small thing that's right in front of you and find a way to see the bigger picture. We just talked about it with my music. Why am I doing this? Not just for what I see today, a couple of likes on Instagram, a couple of likes on Facebook, 200 views on YouTube, all the little things that might happen today. No. I'm trying to see the bigger picture. I'm trying to see photography, where the world is going, how I believe Christian music will actually be something that people need to hold on to, to literally be inspired from a real life dark situation, not just, 
Oh, I'm being persecuted on my job because my boss wouldn't give me a raise. The stuff we call persecution and trouble right now is like, man, this stuff might be my new, you know, in years to come. So that's I'm trying to like create music for people. Picture the book of Eli. Like picture a book of Eli moment and then that song just coming up. We made it this far uh, by faith. It took us this far uh, by faith. Couldn't fake it this far. By faith, couldn't see this far, but we made it by faith. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, uh, you fighting off the enemy, and it's like, I couldn't fake it this far? Like, you could, man, you get, mm, don't get me started, y'all. What's wrong with y'all? I couldn't fake it this far, man. There are times in life where we trying to fake faith. Fake like we doing it. Fake it till you make it. Oh, no, you can't. It get to a point where you get in Christ where you like, I could not fake it this far. Ooh, don't get me started, y'all. Back to Kodak. So, Kodak wasn't prepared. Their management couldn't see into the future. It gets worse, though. So, just imagine you go from being able, if you were prepared, to be the company that, you know, is ahead, like, kind of how Amazon is today, you know, like, and how they operate. They're, like, super innovative. They're kind of crazy and stuff, but they're innovative. And they're ahead of their time, so they're the leader. And Kodak could have been that for photography for years and generations to come, but they couldn't. Similar to Blockbuster, they couldn't adapt because they didn't focus on the bigger picture. Well, in like 1981, they did like this research. So you got 75, they create, um, this guy creates, Steve Sasson creates the um, digital camera. And in like 81, they had started doing their own research trying to see like, okay, when do we believe digital is going to be a threat to us, right? And so they did this extensive research, and they came out of that research basically saying, okay, we have a 10-year gap. We have a 10-year window before the digital photography or before we believe, based on our research, that digital photography is going to take over. So, okay, let's pause. Let's think about this. It's like, it's like you see, now you see what the future is. And then now it becomes, what are you going to do in that moment? And what Kodak decided to do was say, okay, what we going to do is just keep making film in the meantime and know that in 10 years we can be overtaken. And guess what? That's why they're not around today. Because it's about preparation. It's about what you do in the meantime. And so many times, you know, what do you do when you have money in your account? What do you do when you are healthy? What do you do when things are good? That's when you prepare. But so many times we try to wait until stuff gets bad to start preparing. And it's like, no, you knew you had 10 years. And instead of using that 10 years to get ahead, you used that 10 years just to waste the opportunities and to really exude all your energy, energy. Come on, man, I can talk. Or at least I thought I could. But anyway, you got to understand that Kodak missed out on a great opportunity. And if you want me to go Bible, I can, I can relate it to the Bible. Y'all know one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible is the story of Joseph. And when you think about what Joseph did, God gave him a dream, and his dream was essentially a plan. So you got to understand, dreams, and we got all these dreams and desires to just I ain't want to be this. I ain't want to do that. There's no purpose behind it. When I uh, spoke Sunday in church, the message was prosperity without purpose. I should do a whole show about that. Maybe next week. I don't know. 
Um, but it's like we, we don't have a lot of purpose in our prosperity. And we look in the Bible and try to take these stories and, you know, bend them and make them mean what we want them to mean. But when you look at a lot of the prosperity in the Bible, it was purpose behind it. Um, Joseph started off and his brothers, you know, he had this dream where they were bowing down to him. And his brothers looking from a human perspective was just looking like, bro, like, why, why your dream exalting you? Like, but, but it wasn't like that with Joseph. In the end of the story, God gave him a plan and there was a purpose behind him being at the level that he was. And here's the big thing I want you to take away from. God showed him in his dream, there would be seven good years and seven years of famine. And he used those seven good years. God gave him a plan. I believe he saved 20% of like the crops and everything. But at the end of the day, God gave him a plan to save during the seven years. And when he got to those seven years that were bad and were a famine, um, their land was still able to prosper during the bad times because he had prepared, because God had shown him what was coming and he didn't ignore it. He didn't ignore it with false prophecy like, oh, you're never going to struggle. It's going to always be good. You are more than a conqueror. You know, we can do all that stuff. And then when we hit hard times, we like, well, what do I do? What do I? Oh, my God. The rent is due. Well, yeah, the rent was due when you took seven vacations. The rent was due when you bought you know, $300 shoes and $1,500 purses that you couldn't really afford. You know, preparation, man, we got to think about this in our finances as well, because look, you got to be prepared to be struck by lightning. Like when, when the joint hit the tree, now is not the time to go and start calling people and asking, like, well, my tree and everybody got a story. And I understand we need things sometimes. I'm not talking about when you genuinely need it and you never had it. I'm talking about when you need something that you had before. See, that's what preparation is about. If you sitting on an extra thousand dollars right now today, let's just make it plain. You sitting on an extra thousand. What you do with that extra thousand matters for six months from now. You got to look and say, yo, I got an extra thousand now, but I don't really pick up the hours that I usually get now around the holiday season. We know that the fall and winter is coming. We know the holiday season is coming. So you got to be able to say, mm, you know what? I'm not going to blow the thousand because I know I'm going to need money one day. I know that my car insurance is due in six months. I know that six months from now, uh, whatever, you know, it, I might get struck by lightning. You know what I'm saying? Not literally, but figuratively. And as much as you can, look, preparation isn't about, you know, being like, oh my gosh, I I'm always ready. It's about saying, if I'm prepared, even if I'm short in preparation, like if I saved a thousand and needed fifteen hundred, at least I only need five now instead of fifteen. You get what I'm saying? At least I'm halfway there or more than halfway there. And so that's what Joseph did. Joseph had a plan. And we have to see that. We have to see that he didn't waste the seven good years when he knew the seven bad years were coming and then get to the seven bad years like. What I'm supposed to do. And that's what we do all the time. We don't prepare for seven days later. It's like, bro, you know, yo, the stuff is coming up. 
And this is something like I really want to get into some financial thinking on this show and really breaking some things down. Not like I have it all together, but just maybe sharing some of the things that I've learned. Me and my wife have kind of, you know, applied and used along the way and grown through uh, making a lot of mistakes ourselves. So that's something we might talk about. You know, let me know what y'all think. Like, you know, let me know if y'all want to talk about that. I don't know what y'all want to talk about. I'm just kicking it, you know. So far, y'all send me good messages and emails and Instagram and all that. You send dope stuff, so I take it as you like the show. You know what I'm saying? But you got to let me if you don't. Let me know if you don't or you want to hear something else. Matter of fact, no, don't let me know if you don't like the show. Don't hit me up with that vibe. I, I don't want that. I don't need that in my life. Keep that to yourself, bro. Keep listening, though. I love you. And you know what? This is, I guess, a different perspective on this before I get off of this preparation thing. Um, being prepared to be struck by lightning. Lightning isn't always negativity either. There are a lot of times we're not even prepared for what we prayed for. We're not prepared for opportunity. So I'll give you an example. Me and my wife have been praying for years for children, right? For the Lord to grow our family. And when you really think about this, what this means is similar to Kodak. God has given me a head start to prepare. So what I try to do to the best of my ability is I've done things, I won't get all into detail, but I've done things to prepare. We've done things with the mindset of God is going to bless us with children. All right, so cool. We're not going to wait until we have kids to put ourselves in certain positions. So, yep, we ready for that. Yep, we got that in place. Yep. You know, uh, again, I can't control the outcome, but I can control the preparation. And I think what becomes hard for people is even when lightning is something good, we don't even want to prepare for good things because what we're afraid of, and and listen to me, man, we're, we're afraid that what if I prepare and I don't get it? What if I do all of this and I never have kids? And what happens is we begin to worry about things, and I said this on a previous show, certain things are God problems. Listen, it's not my problem if God don't bless me with a kid, unless it's because I did something. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't my problem of what God's will is. I can only do what, yo, like, until you tell me no, I'm just going to prepare and trust and have faith and believe and try my best to position myself as well as I can. I'm not saying we've done it flawlessly, um, executed this, but by the grace of God, we have utilized some of this time to get ourselves in a position where if we found out she was pregnant this week, we would be ready. And so what's my point? Are you prepared for the opportunity to strike? Are you in a position where if God blessed you today with everything that you've been praying for, that you're actually prepared to act on it? And and, and again, are you willing to let go of the outcome? You go into a job interview You dress well, you speak well, you prepare a resume, and guess what? Sometimes you don't get the job. But you cannot go into that job interview saying, well, look, if I get the job, I dress nice. But right now, I'm coming in this boy in a jogging outfit, bro, because I don't want to prepare for an outcome that I don't know yet. And so preparing is about faith. Again, that's why I shared the song this far. The song that I shared today was about faith. And some people might have been like, what does that have to do with anything, Jermaine? We're talking about preparing for things that you're believing, preparing for opportunity to strike. 
Lightning isn't always a bad thing. Look, lightning came and struck down a tree. But the thing is, we wanted the tree gone anyway. So I'm looking forward to seeing what it looked like with the tree gone now. Now we got something to look forward to, something new, something exciting. It's going to look and feel a little different. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you got to look at it when lightning strikes in your life like, okay, this is new. Like this is presenting a, a new me, an, a, an opportunity for growth. So um, hopefully that makes sense. I'm still not trying to get struck by lightning, though. I don't want it to come back and hit none of these other trees. You feel what I'm saying? Guys, people, what in the world is up with nosy neighbors? Okay, look, I'm going to try to keep this as clean as possible. Number one, because I have no idea whatsoever if it's possible, because we are talking about nosy people. Maybe my nosy neighbors found out about my show. Maybe they listen to this show. And I got to be careful because I don't want no problems in the community. I love y'all. So if you're listening to this, if you that nosy, nosy man, just know that it's all in love and graciousness and good fun. Everything I'm about to say. All right. I don't understand these type of people, right? This is, I got a neighbor. This guy's nosy guy. I kind of figured out very early on, you know, a couple years ago, like I figured out very early on, like, okay, he's the nosy guy. And, and the thing, it's not just that he's nosy. He's like nosy and out with it. And, and so it's like he put he does little weird things that maybe he doesn't think he's being nosy, but it's like, bro, you pretty obvious. Like this is red handed. So um, it's the stuff he say and how he say it, too. So here's the thing. I'm out in the morning, like watering my grass, you know, what I'm saying with the little, you know, the, the water hose, the hand, you know, hand sprinkler, whatever it is. Right. That's a peaceful time to me. And I go out there pretty early and it's just it's just like me and, and the Lord. And it's just like I'm just chilling. Right. But of course, being nosy, man, he looking like, oh, OK, I know, of course, he been watching. This is the funny thing about nosy people. They've been watching you. And I know this about people in general, like people who are kind of nosy or this ain't necessarily I'm going a little off track, but some people watching you because they want to copy you. Um, some are just nosy. It's different reasons why people do this. And you got to be careful for, for these watchers. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you just got to always know that somebody is watching. So my man comes out and I could tell like just by the look on his face, you ever see somebody walking towards you and it's like, oh, they've been waiting. They've been waiting to say whatever they about to say is written all over his face. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> he's just walking over. That just looked like the noise. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, what up, bro? He like, oh, the sprinkler's broken? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Not like, so So now you going for, like, it's one thing to be nosy and you just trying to figure out what's going on. It's a whole nother thing when you start creating the scenario of what's going on. These type of people intrigue me. So you don't really, I don't know if this is a question because it kind of sounds like a statement. It sounds like you think you already know what's going on. So you're just going to try to like prophesy to me or something or say like what you think you already know. So it's like the sprinklers aren't working. But it's like you said it, but you asked it like a question. This is a very tricky tactic 
to to make a statement in the form of a question. So I'm like, no, no, no. I just haven't turned them on. Like, um, and at this point, I'm trying to decide how much information do I really want to give you anyway? Because people like this who are nosy and assume, like, they think you they got you figured all out. So it's like for me, I'm just the kind of person like, all right, I can let you sit here and live in La La Land. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know like what my sprinklers being broke, if they were, would even have to do with you. Cause it didn't sound like you were about to offer a solution. I get it if you're helpful, man. And you're like, yo, are the sprinklers broken? Then I answer if I said yes, then you're like, oh, I know a guy or blah, blah, blah. That's cool. That's not what these type of people are about. These type of people are just about identifying problems in your life. Like, hey, sprinklers broken? <laughs> hey, lost your job? <laughs> like, dude, like, I don't know why. Pe- don't be this guy. It- and listen, if you're this guy, I still love you, buddy. But don't be you. Change this about yourself. Stop, like, diagnosing people with life problems because you think you have it figured out. I'm like, no, I, I just haven't turned them on. And, like, this is just a super peaceful time for me. This is the calm before the storm. And that was all I said to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, because I saw you out here the other day. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. How long have you been watching me? You know what I'm saying? It's like these type of people are interesting. And that was that was our conversation. Now, in all honesty, what I think part of this is, is maybe this guy has nothing better to talk about. Like he doesn't know how to hold a conversation with me. And he's just trying to figure out. He's like, hey, this guy's sprinkler broken. That's a conversation starter. It's not. It's really not a conversation starter. At the end of the day, though, he's harmless. It's just hilarious to me. But you got to protect yourself from watchers for real, because. I'll get into like, I don't think we've talked about the McDonald's story much on this show um, and like Ray Kroc and this type of personality. But, you know, and, and there are people like I try to have discernment when it comes to this. You got to realize, like, people will try to steal what you're doing. You get what I'm saying? Like some people are only watching you, only listening to you because they're taking notes on how to do you better than you. And when you're prepared and when you understand this in advance. You will act accordingly. Now, I'm not telling you to wrongfully go accusing people like he did. Like, your sprinkler's broken. You're copying me. But we're going to get into some case studies and look at some things, especially in the business world, and how savage people are. If you follow certain people, like Jay-Z has this type of uh, reputation. If you watch interviews from people who grew up with Jay-Z, I've never seen a person that grew up with him talk well about him. Like everyone who knew him before he was who he is now and that that are not necessarily on his payroll. I've never heard an old friend talk, speak well of him. They speak of him in a way that's like he's a savage, like he's going to take what he can take to get where he can go. And you have to understand when you come across these type of personalities in your life where they just literally want to take advantage of you. And I don't think as believers that we always have to convince ourselves, oh, I just have to be foolishly nice and, you know, um, naive to what the enemy's doing, because that's what happened to the McDonald's brothers. And again, we'll talk about that maybe on the upcoming show, but the McDonald's brothers, they allowed Ray Kroc in and it was their own fault. And so you have to, this is all part of preparation, being prepared for the ways that the enemy will engage you and understanding how to, def- you know, diffuse situations. You don't have to cuss people out because they nosy. 
but you also don't have to give them all the information in the world and you don't have to be a slave to their opinion of you. I said that on social media this week, like stop being a slave to other people's opinions of you. I can't help it if this guy's in the house all week looking at me like, oh, his sprinkler's broken. Blah, blah, blah. Like, man, people, hey, bro, if you want to watch me, then that just tells me that you don't have enough going on in your life. But I'm not mad at you. I'm not one to really spend a lot of time on negativity. This isn't about like, ooh, your haters and, this, and like trying to point out. No, it's it, but it's reality and understanding some of the things we come up against in this life and some of the ways that people can be. But as believers, let's always think and operate and be like believers. I know we're human. We'll have weak moments. But look, don't just go cussing people out and going crazy and doing all this weird stuff just because somebody being nosy. Take it for what it is. It's harmless a lot of times. But if it's harmful, protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't give people information that's not necessarily uh, necessary for them to have. But some of us can't complain about people nosy because we put all our business on social media anyway. And he'll probably already knew it, would have known the sprinklers was broken or whatever, because I would have been talking about it on social media. Um, but, you know, that's not my vibe. So he had to come and be nosy man and assumption man. And he was wrong. I was out there watering my grass because I want to water my grass, bro. Nah. Nah. nah now, I can understand nah, how that may be an nah, odd way to transition nah, into nah, a prayer, but that is exactly what we are about to do. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus for this day, for the ability and the opportunity to have a platform to speak to your people and to touch and connect with them. And I pray that something was said on this show today that they won't forget, that will stick with them when they are going through the toughest times or when unexpected experiences occur in our lives. And I pray, Lord God, that you will allow us to keep the focus on you and don't leave us or forsake us like stay with us and guide us your word says draw nigh to you and you'll draw nigh to us today we are drawing closer to you and we are asking you to hold on to us and to be our savior to be our protector to be our provider through all of the ups and downs in this life you know the things that are to come we don't know you're not surprised. And I pray, Lord God, that we're able and willing and prepared for opportunities and shortcomings, and that with you, we can get through and be more than conquerors. And it is in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 Act like you like it.